Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Healthy Choices XM as we're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. As always, we're here to answer your questions and how to, how to, how to get your health in, in line for the new year. It's really important for everybody to take their health seriously. To take responsible choices for your health, call us at 877-956-9566, or you can text us at 512-219-0724. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. You always check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. So also check out our, our website for our very popular Winter Boost Survival Kits. These are very, it's an immune stimulator booster to normalize your, these insults that people get for the flu and for everything that comes with a stressful new year. So you don't want to pass that up. And again, this is our first show for the new year. And we're going to have a great lineup of guests the next six weeks that really will help you make a meaningful New Year's resolutions. Yes, I'm going to say that word, resolutions. How about this one? Resolve to improve your mood, concentration, and energy. I didn't lose anybody, did I? Lower your stress hormone levels, rebalance your hormones, and reduce your risk for dementia and chronic disease by Valentine's Day. So that's a mouthful, but we want to take a little bit piece by piece, especially talking today about reducing your risk for dementia and other chronic diseases. To do this, all we have to do is to commit to a brain-healthy lifestyle, and that's what we're going to do today. That's, that's the first step. And joining us today is one of the nation's leading functional medicine physicians, Dr. Robert Roundtree. He's the recipient of the Linus Pauling Functional Medicine Award from the Institute of Functional Medicine. He's co-authored over five books and lectures regularly for professional audiences in the U.S., Canada. So we're really privileged to have Dr. Bob Roundtree join us today as he discusses the advances from brain health and energy. Dr. Roundtree, welcome to Healthy Choices. Hi, Ray. It's great to be back on your program. Um, First time in 2018. That's right. First time. Well, we had a great response last time because everybody wants to know what we can do to improve our brains because that's the first, you know, that we have people that get fogginess. They, they seem to be get a little bit slower. And, you know, unfortunately, fortunately our, our population is aging. Uh, and sometimes people just don't, they're not as young as they used to be, but they always want to be right. They always want to be. Yeah. The fountain they, of youth. There's some reason people have been pursuing that for as long as uh, humans can uh, remember from recorded history. Yeah, it's a, that's a, the fountain of youth. Well, you know, one of the things that we wanted to have you on today, because people to realize that there are some, you know, on top of things that we would do for our diet, things that we do for, you know, different choices for what we drink and for what we eat, they have to take responsibility. It, you know, the fuel that we put into our bodies is so, so critical you know, that we, we want people to, 
eat, uh, drink lots of water. You know, we can't ever say that. People, people, as we get older, I didn't realize this, our sensitivity for thirst goes away. So this is the reason why we want to reiterate that it's important to drink at least 16 ounces of more water first thing in the morning to get it started. Seems to turn it around and, you know, to, to get the re, get rid of some of these these uh, refined seed oils out of our diet and just avoid the sugar. Those, those are some of the tips, the, the first tips in a diet. We're going to go through some more a little bit later on in the show. But we want to get right into a very unique nutritional compound that you have lectured on and been very close with. It's a natural ingredient called nicotinamide riboside. It's, it's kind of a, a mouthful. Another name for it is niacel. It's a naturally derived uh, ingredient that has tremendous effects on the mitochondria in the brain. So maybe you can get our listeners a little bit of background there. Well, as you said, it is a naturally occurring compound. It's found in beer and milk. But you'd have to drink a lot of beer and a lot of milk, really, to get the same amount that you would in a supplement. Um, let Let me just back up to explain why this is important. A lot of people ask me, well, this is called nicotinamide riboside, so isn't it just niacin, which is nicotinic acid, combined with a sugar called ribose? A lot of athletes use ribose, you know, for energy, et cetera. So isn't this just sticking those two things together? Well, it doesn't seem to be quite the same. And and really to explain why, you kind of have to go back to the studies years ago that finally discovered what the cause of a condition called pellagra is. You know about pellagra, right? Right, that's the, right. You know, life-threatening illness, diarrhea, dementia, and death. Um, and dermatitis can cause really bad skin problems. So, you know, we've known about pellagra for a long, long time, but we never knew, you know, I think it came about from eating diets that were high in corn, that were, you know, missing certain amino acids like tryptophan. It was finally discovered that Niacin was the cure for pellagra. And, you know, that kind of got put on the shelf. Okay, let's make sure everybody gets enough niacin or make sure they get enough tryptophan. Um, and then kind of forgot about the end of that. Well, the, you know, the question is, is it possible to get what you might almost call a mild form of pellagra? You know? Right. It's by the same problem. And we know that um, that... So why is it that niacin deficiency causes pellagra? Because niacin is used in the body to make something called NAD, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And NAD is essential for life, right? We need NAD to basically make energy. And, and I'll get into that, how that works in a, in a bit, because it's, it's a pretty fascinating story. But this all gets down to... If, if there's a disease that's caused by a nutritional deficiency, and that nutritional deficiency creates the problem by decreasing NAD, wouldn't it be great if we could find a compound that was even more efficient than niacin for raising NAD? And it turns out that compound is nicotinamide riboside. Um, and this, has been, this compound has been researched for a long time. You know, it was found... In humans, so it wasn't something somebody just made up in their basement, right? The, the um, original researchers found it by looking at, at all the pathways involved in how we make energy and looking at NAD, and then they suddenly realized that the body has got this mechanism 
where it's converting nicotinamide riboside into NAD. And that kind of led down, you know, a lot of different pathways of looking at research to say, well, is there some way we can do this without having to, to give it by injection or give huge quantities? Because if you, if you give NAD by itself, I mean, that would be the logical thing. Why don't we just give NAD directly if that's what we need to maintain life? But, you know, it turns out you have to give it intravenously. It's right. And some people do that. You know, intravenous is, is, is actually a very good course of therapy, especially for, for opiate addiction. Yeah, for addiction. opiate addiction. I, I think it's right. great for that. But, you know, obviously not, that's not going to be something for the average person. No, exactly. You know, that's, and that's kind of my point is that, you know, we're looking for something that will affect this NAD level in your average person, you know, that, that anybody can do without having to go to a clinic. Now, you know, if you're struggling with uh, opiate addiction, then, then certainly by all means, you know, going and getting the IV, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's right. But, you know, for the average person who's saying, okay, well, the severe condition, pellagra, I don't have that, but, you know, what about the components of that? You know, what about this dementia thing? I've heard about that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where aren't we all at risk for dementia? You know, frankly, if you live long enough, you probably will get some degree of dementia. If you live long enough, you know, most people don't live over 100 or so. Occasionally you hear, you know, the oldest person living in the world was 117, 18, 119. You don't hear of too many 120-year-olds out there. Maybe they're there and we just haven't documented, but... You know, the oldest people get tends to be around 117. And I tell you, if you're going to live that long, you got something good going for you. That's right. But, you know, a lot of people get this dementia as symptoms in their 40s and 50s because of lifestyle choices that they have made between diet and extracurricular activities. And so this is the reason why we're doing this show, because this is really important to take care of your brain because it takes it takes many, many years to reverse some of these uh, these insults. Right. Yes. You know, it's 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 complicated and yet it's not complicated. It's complicated, you know, when you try to, to determine the specific pathways involved, if you look at Alzheimer's, which is the most common cause of dementia, you know, do we really know what causes it? No. But when we say we don't know what causes it, you know, we don't know all the mechanisms, and we know that, that the standard drugs that are used to treat it, once somebody has literally lost their mind, and then we turn around and give them a prescription drug like Aricept, doesn't do right. anything. Right. Right? And, and why doesn't it do anything? Because by the point, time that person has, has lost that much cognition, you know, it's really too late for the drugs to work. Right. That what we right. really want to do is we want to get this process early on, and we want to identify what is going wrong. And, you know, there's quite a few studies now that, that really do point to certain aspects of our lifestyle that, that contribute to this. It's, it's not like you're walking down the street and one day Alzheimer's falls out of the sky and hits you on the head. You know, this process <laughs> takes 20, 30 years. Right. So when somebody, if they develop it when they're 45, chances are that they have not been engaging in healthy lifestyle practices. Right. And, and my point is that those lifestyle practices do seem to 
center around this NAD molecule. A lot of it has to do with NAD. Why? Because NAD is what we use to make to, to extract energy from food. We don't make energy from food, but we use it to extract energy from food. And here's the paradox. If you eat too much, it actually lowers the NAD levels in your cell. So overeating yeah. too many calories actually interferes with NAD metabolism. In contrast, fasting or eating less raises NAD levels. Is that something? It, that, that, that is truly amazing. And that's what we've been talking about, these fasting, uh, mimicking diets, Prolon. Yeah. And it's one of the, we're going to be talking about that in the next uh, week's show. If, for our listeners just turning in, tuning in, you're listening to Healthy Choices XM Dot com And you're listening to uh, Dr. Bob Roundtree. He's joining us from Boulder, Colorado. You can always call us at 877-956-9566. Or you can text us at 512-219-0724. And as we're talking about nicotinamide riboside, mm-hmm. and, and Dr. Roundtree, people to understand, they see these supplements that are not FDA approved because they seem to be a comfort zone around that designation. But it's it's important that this drug has had so much blessings from the FDA as a new drug indication and as a dietary supplement. So this is with full disclosure to them, right? Yes, yeah. There's no, um, there's nothing mysterious about this. It's probably one of the best research supplements uh, out there right now. I mean, we we certainly like to see more human studies, but in terms of the at least the initial animal studies, you know, there's many years of research on it. Um, we have safety data on it. We have data showing that if a person takes nicotinamide riboside, it will raise their NAD levels. So we have proof of that. There's two published studies now, and those studies were both in major medical journals. One of them was in the journal Nature, which is a very, very respected journal. Um, right. You know, so we, we've got we've got the proof that it raises NAD. Um, you know, it, it's it's pretty clear that this is impacting our metabolism, our body chemistry, in a really positive way. The, the question you raise is, well, you know, is it a drug or is it a supplement? Like, I don't know. I think there's we have a lot of confusion in this country about the drug versus supplement issue. Um, I, I tend to think that a drug, you know, first of all, it's something usually given by prescription, and it usually affects one specific pathway, does one thing. You know, like a statin lowers your cholesterol. Right. Right? Um, uh, on the other hand, a supplement usually affects a lot of different pathways in the body, and it does it in a really supportive way, whereas a, a statin may inhibit the enzyme that makes cholesterol. Something like nicotinamide riboside replaces a nutritional deficiency. Right? Right. When you're replacing that deficiency, as I said, it's a deficiency that leads to low NAD. And that, that happens in all of us as we age. Our NAD levels drop when we age. Right? Even whether you're eating too much or not eating enough, et cetera, you know, that's one variation. But NAD levels drop in all of us. And so it's a, it's a benefit to all of us to get our NAD levels back up. We, we can all benefit from that. Um, so is that a drug effect or is that a supplement effect? Um, you know, it's it, we're we're walking a fine line here because, uh, you know, people say, well, supplements are not uh, they're not technically FDA approved the same way that drugs are. But 
I'm not sure exactly what that means. I mean, if you're going to use something that's potentially toxic, you want the FDA to be looking at that really carefully. But if you've proven that it's not toxic and you've proven that it's in the diet, which is what nicotinamide riboside is, like I said, it's in beer and milk. You know, we're already consuming it. We already have it in our body. All we're trying to do is maximize our levels of it. Exactly. So we this is something that is available as a as a supplement in a capsule form and there's different dose levels depending upon the the in combinations that uh, Thorn has put together and it's very unique combinations that have been very effective that under the care of a, of a practitioner it, it's it's safe uh, we've it's been something that's been on the market for quite some time. I've, we've been dispensing it out of our pharmacy for over five years in, in prescription form as well as for non-prescription form. And we've had very, very, very few adverse events. You always get adverse events in anything, but I can't name, name one that has come about. But, but fortunately, we see this as a key for people to get back to work or get back to their lives because they have such mitochondria damage for whatever reason. It, it, you've seen this as well, right? Yes. Um, you know, I think um, this whole concept of mitochondria is a really important one to, to, to go over. I mean, when I was in medical school, you know, we were told, okay, mitochondria make energy. Here's the pathways. Memorize the pathways. Take the test, and you'll, you can forget about it after that. Right, right, right. That's right. Because, I mean, we we know everything about mitochondria. We know what they do. Um, we know they make energy. We know that there's this uh, very rare set of conditions where people inherit, uh, have a genetic disorder. They they inherit um, a, a defect in the enzymes in the mitochondria. And these kids, you know, they're often um, uh, non-functional. They don't live very long, et cetera. So this. There's these rare mitochondria disorders, but the rest of us are mitochondria just chugging along, doing their thing. Well, that's all changed in the last 10 years or so. What they've begun to realize is that the number of mitochondria we have in our cells goes up and down depending on our lifestyle and our activity. And what it's important also, to take, we've got to take care of our mitochondria, correct? We've got to take care of our mitochondria, and, and we can take care of our mitochondria is the point. I mean, this is... This is a fairly new thing. When I was coming along, there was no notion that, that anything you did had an impact on your mitochondria. Right. And now we know the simplest thing, just exercising regularly, will greatly increase the number of mitochondria in your cells. And that doesn't just give you more energy. That actually improves your metabolism. Improving your metabolism means you burn fat more efficiently, you know, it means it's, that your insulin levels don't shoot up after you, you eat a carbohydrate, that your insulin levels are much more uh, modulated. Um, and it also means that your brain works better because, you know, we know that these brain disorders involving dementia are those where mitochondria are damaged. We know that the brain, if the brain cells don't have adequate numbers of mitochondria or the mitochondria are damaged, then the neurons, you know, which rely on the mitochondria to fire, Neurons just stop working. So no, mitochondria are at the key. The problem, this whole issue with mitochondria is right at the core of all these chronic health problems, of diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, neurologic disorders, Parkinson's disease, 
uh, mitochondria is right there at the at the core of it. Now, when we we talk about mitochondria regeneration and restoring, how fast? We we know that it, it this is something that doesn't just happen overnight when it uh, when we have all the symptoms, but many times we see people that are that have used the nicotinoid riboside or the niacin, they get results or they feel their their brain feels much faster. They feel much more alert yeah. in a few, it's sometimes in a few days. Is this, is this a result of, uh, is this something symptomatic or is this something that uh, is really is occurring on a mitochondria level? Yeah, I think we start making more mitochondria within days. Okay. Right. And, but when you start talking about numbers like doubling the number of mitochondria in your cells, that's weeks to months. And if somebody is really depleted, um, you know, an example I sometimes give, and, and I, I won't say I worked with him as a client, but I read a lot about uh, Ryan Hall, who was the top marathon runner in the U.S., was going to go down to the Olympics in Rio, you know, incredibly fast runner, incredibly good shape, and he hit the wall. He hit the wall, and suddenly he got to the point where he could hardly function. And, he, you know, he got to where he'd go a little for a light jog in his neighborhood, and he could hardly walk back from the local park to his house. So he went from being one of the fastest runners in the world to being hardly able to walk around the block. Now, there's no other explanation for that other than saying he depleted his mitochondria, right? So... You know, people might say, wait a minute, didn't you just say exercise is good for mitochondria? Well, not if you overdo it. Right. You know, if you way overdo it, if you, these, some of these extreme athletes, um, you know, can get to the point, especially if they if they have a diet that's overly reliant on carbs based on the, the old notion that carb loading was somehow good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the old school of these extreme athletes right. is that they would, they'd carb load, and then, you you know, if you're doing a, a long race, then you got to hit those carbs somewhere in the middle of the race, you know, really different than the new emphasis on ketogenic diets, you know, which very efficient fat-burning diets. Um, ketogenic diets are actually really good for the mitochondria. So I don't know the details of what happened with Ryan, but I'm just saying looking at that story from the outside and hearing about it, I can go, you know, this is, this is not uncommon. And the odd thing is that, you know, here's an extreme athlete who's got mitochondrial deficiency, and in some ways, he's got a really similar problem to an overweight diabetic or person you know, with Alzheimer's disease. They're all, they're all mitochondrial disorders. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM as Dr. Bob Browntree's breaking down some of the, the benefits of renewing your mitochondria with nicotinide riboside. Dr. Roundtree, you just mentioned uh, Ryan Hall as an athlete, as a star athlete, has hit the wall. We've seen many times in your practice and our practice as well that we see executives. We see very, very accomplished uh, business women and men and women hit the wall. This seems to be this is this can happen to anybody. And it depend, It really it sneaks up on them one day and they just can't do anything. Right. It's happened to me. I, I travel a lot, um, mostly because I, I lecture to docs around the world. And, you know, I, I recently um, flew to Ireland, gave several lectures there, came home, immediately flew to Chicago, then went to Seattle, then was back for a few days, then went to Shanghai for a week. And I can tell you, by the time I got off that plane coming back from Shanghai, 
I really thought somebody was going to have to carry me home. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> just thought, oh my God, I just can't lift. I can't even lift my leg, you know. And I, I think that we have these amazing opportunities in our society, right? You right. Can up on a plane, and you can be in in another country on the other side of the planet in half a day. Um, and that's and our body, we can push our body to deal with the jet lag. Yeah, okay, so I'll just sleep it off, you know, and, and maybe yeah. and then I'll drink a lot of coffee. I'll sleep it off and I'll make that happen. But, you know, our body eventually pays a price for it, and our mind pays a price for that's, it. That's exactly right. Well, we're going to we'll take a short break. Dr. Roundtree, you come back after the break. We're going to talk more about nicotinamide riboside on Healthy Choices XM. We'll be here. Take your text, your calls at 512-219-0724. We'll be back right after the break.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Welcome back to Healthy Choices. As we're listening to a very interesting show today and had a great, we have a great guest, Dr. Bob Roundtree is joining us today. If you just tuned in, Dr. Roundtree is the recipient of the Linus Pauling Functional Medicine Award, and he is written, co-authored over five books, and he lectures regularly, professional audience in the U.S. and Canada, and we're so privileged to have him here because he's, I consider him an expert in brain health and energy, and as we started out our show today, we talked about making New Year's resolutions and talking about how to take care of your brain health and your lifestyle as a first step to you know, make, make as a first step for the first year. This is our first show for, for 2018. And we're really glad Dr. Roundtree has taken his time out to talk to us about nicotinamide riboside. And before we get back to Dr. Roundtree, just wanted to let our listeners know our show is sponsored by PD Labs, a nationally licensed specialty pharmacy that's patent holder for the RG3 nasal spray that uh, a lot of our listeners have talked about that helps with concussions and traumatic brain injuries. And nicotinamide riboside is a key factor in this medication. And we we want, if you want more information, check out our website, pdlabsrx.com. Dr. Roundtree, as we get back to uh, our, our show and we have some callers that are texting us in and are, are, they want to know our, our text of our numbers for to, to contact us is 877-956-9566. And our, to text us, you can call us or you can text us at 512-219-0724. Dr. Rountree, one of the questions was about concussion and the use of nicotinamide riboside in concussions. If you can help uh, with our listeners explain the usefulness here. Well, I think the first thing we've got to understand is that, that head injuries are um, not just a short-lived phenomenon. You know, I mean, we've, we've certainly learned that from all the stuff that's been emerging from looking at football players, right, that, you know, certainly, you know, getting whacked, once isn't going to derail somebody's career, but you know when it happens that they get their head whacked over and over and over again, you know it it sets things into motion that can continue for years afterwards. And that's an important thing to understand. Like, what is it exactly? Um, I had a uh, opportunity to talk with Dr. Rudy Tanzi, T-A-N-Z-I, mm-hmm. who's um, at University of Massachusetts and Harvard Medical School. That's in the neurology department, and he's one of the foremost researchers uh, in uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, you know, brain injury, and and what that does. Uh, One of the top researchers in the world, and actually one of the top researchers in in Alzheimer's disease in the world. And he consults for the Patriots. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, very well positioned. Um, You know, and he was basically saying that this CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, he said it's very, very similar to Alzheimer's. When you look at the brains of people with that condition, it looks like Alzheimer's, even though we might be talking about a ball player that's 40 years old. So when you hit the, the brain, you know, and slosh it back and forth in that cavity, um, it creates an inflammatory response, right? What's an inflammatory right. response? Well, that's, 
the same thing happens if you step on a rusty nail or, you know, get a cut or something like that. The immune system kicks in and tries to heal things. So if there's a head injury, a concussion, you know, that creates this inflammation. It, it generates all these free radicals in the brain, you know, free oxygen radicals, free nitrogen radicals, and the, the immune system tries to clean that up. But, but then in order to clean it up, the immune system gets way activated. And if it stays activated, then the inflammation itself becomes a problem. It's almost like, you know, if you, you know, if you get an animal and the animal gets a cut and they keep licking it and licking it and licking it. That's a great analogy. That, you know, you know, you that's put a, the collar on, right? That's right. That's right. Put the cone on, right? So yeah, they don't, the they don't, don't. Otherwise, <laughs> they'll just lick it and the thing will never heal. It just stays chronically right. inflamed. And, that's what can happen with, uh, with head injuries, especially when there's multiple head injuries. And, and this is especially concerning in somebody that's got a gene called the APOE4 gene. Right. If somebody's got the APOE4 gene for reasons we don't completely understand. When they get a head injury, and this is especially true when somebody's got two copies, when they got one gene from their mother and one from their father, and that person, you know, has a head injury. I mean, so we're talking about a, a boy in high school and he's playing contact football, and he's got this genetic tendency, you know, and that kid gets his head whacked, this is not a good thing, right? That can set, that injury in high school can set the kid up for dementia in 15 years. That's scary. And that's what we're seeing. We're, we actually are seeing people in the, in the 30s and 40s that are having these early symptoms, and we just don't know why. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's from a head injury. Sometimes it's from, from uh, eating too much sugar, mm-hmm. you know. Um, certainly, you know, when you, when you see those kind of symptoms early on, I think it's worth getting the genetic test. I, I would always do that in my patients because that, that APOE test, and we're looking for the, so there's three variants, the two, three, and the four. The two somewhat protective, um, the, the four gives you a predisposition. And as I said, you got two copies, then you're at risk, and we want to know about that. You know, I have patients that have both these genes, and they're saying, hey, I'm fine now. What should I do? Well, maybe you shouldn't be playing contact football. Right. <laughs> right. Well, this, this this could also happen if some you know someone has a car wreck and head injury in a car wreck. Yep. Well, that's uh, my so point is you get an injury, you get an injury, and there's more going on than you know. Like people say, oh, I have the injury, and I, um, I'm a little confused. I'm a little bit out of it. Well, those might be the external symptoms, but if boy, if we could look at actually what's happening in the brain, the brain is in, on fire. The brain right. is inflamed, right? And we got to do something about that. And part of that inflammation is that the NAD levels go down, right? So the body's using up NAD. Why? Because when you've got this inflammation, it damages DNA. And there's a repair enzyme that's called the PARP, P-A-R-P enzyme that that repairs the damaged DNA, and you use NAD to drive that enzyme. So anytime there's damage to cells anywhere in the body, but especially in the brain, you use up NAD to repair the damage. And you use you're, up NAD, list- and suddenly you're pulling them away from mitochondria, and now the mitochondria aren't working, you can't think clearly, etc. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM as Dr. Bob Roundtree is going through a specific unique ingredient, nicotinoid riboside, the benefits and how it can really make a difference in your in your brain health. Our phone numbers are 
512-219-9566. Or you can text us at 512-219-0724. And, and Dr., one of the other unique ingredients with nicotinamide riboside is the slowing the aging process. Yes. You know, there's the sirtuin enzymes. Maybe you can go through our listeners uh, how this can really make a difference. It could be a longevity supplement as well, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because the sirtuin thing is really key to understanding what's happening here. Um, the, a lot of the sirtuin research was done by a guy named David Sinclair, I believe it's Harvard Medical School. And, and he's basically the guy that discovered that if you gave sirtuins to rats, they were, they were eating an obesogenic diet, right? So, you know, we know right. what kind of diets we can give rats. We give them a lot of carbohydrates and fat together. And, they, you know, they, they get fat and they, they lose their stamina. And he found that when you, you can give the same diet to one group of rats and, you know, give them a dummy pill, and the other group you give them resveratrol. And when you give them resveratrol, it totally blocks the effects of the, the crappy diets. The rats don't get fat and they maintain their stamina. So they thought, okay, whatever this resveratrol is doing, you know, it's magic and it will stop aging. Um, and so they tried to figure out what was going on, and it turned out resveratrol activates an enzyme called sirtuin. And sirtuins do a whole lot of things. Sirtuins are a family of enzymes, and these enzymes, um, just for a second, these enzymes will um, will help metabolism, will help. Um, Sounds like my phone. No, yeah. it's not my so phone. It's your phone. It's your... Yeah, there's phones everywhere. <laughs> so, so these enzymes, so you find them in, you find them inside the mitochondria, you find them in the the the, the outside fluid of the cell, and you find them in right. the nucleus. So they they do many different things, but you know the first thing they seem to do is slow down the aging process. They improve insulin, right? So they make insulin work better, so you can handle blood sugar better. They increase the number of mitochondria that you have. Right. And they also clean up damaged mitochondria, So, which is an interesting thing. It turns out that when there's a head injury or any kind of injury, you get an accumulation of damaged mitochondria. And those damaged mitochondria basically would be like garbage filling up in the streets. And it clogs up the system. So activating sirtuins helps clean up that damage. Right. But here's a big, there's a, there's a big spot here, which is um, that when they tried this in humans, just giving resveratrol by itself, it didn't work. It wasn't very effective. So everybody said, what the heck is going on here? It turns out that these, uh, when you give resveratrol, it does activate sirtuins, but sirtuins don't work unless they have something called NAD. Very nice, very nice. So if you if you give resveratrol by itself and you don't give nicotinamide riboside, it's much less likely to be effective. And so that's why the combination, and Thorn has a product called resveracel that specifically combines resveratrol with nicotinamide riboside. The combination is really ideal. You know, for, for some of our listeners, we got a text from somebody who said that resveratrol is the active ingredient in wine. Uh, but you this is or not a ingredient in wine should should say but we're we're not talking about consuming huge amounts to have the same effect, right? 
Um, you, generally, the kind of doses that have been used to improve metabolism, to activate sirtuins, is somewhere around 50 to 100 milligrams a day, so not huge amounts. Okay. But in order to get that much from a glass of red wine, you, I mean, you'd have to drink several bottles. Several bottles. Well, yeah, so you know, that, it's, it's not a really efficient way to get the resveratrol. And, and it appears that there's other things in wine that are good, too, something called polyphenols. Um, those are beneficial. So there's a lot of other things in the in red wine in particular that seem to be beneficial. But, you know, if we're trying to improve metabolism, and, and you know, we, we started down this path by discussing people that have had head injuries, what do we do with them? And, you know, what kind of stuff was Rudy Tunzi recommending? Um, this is more along the lines of something you'd want to do as a supplement. I wouldn't just say, hey, you've had a head injury, so you need to drink a bottle of Pinot every day. <laughs> that is not right. going to do it. <laughs> well, we're looking at these dosage, you know, 50 to 100 milligrams. You can go, you know, you've we've talked offline that uh, the safe dose is even close to 1,000 milligrams. Uh, of, of nicotinamide what about, riboside. Uh, nicotinamide riboside. Yep. Uh, could you, what about for people that are at risk, uh, that are involved in some contact sports, is this something they can do prophylactically just uh, before an, an event? Yeah, you know, I, I, think, um, I think it's okay to, to mention this on air, but Thorne is actually um, sponsoring a study that's doing just that, that looking at ballplayers and giving them uh, football players, I should be specific. You know, there's a lot of kind of balls right. out there. There's basketball, that's right. soccer, and all that. But, <laughs> but Thorne is, is actually sponsoring a study right now, actually, asking that exact question, looking at football players and doing brain scans that can specifically measure NAD. So Thorne's helping to answer that question. Like I said, we're not, you know, at the beginning of this program, you know, we're not just making wild claims on things. We want to study it, you know, and we want to be precise in the kind of recommendations that we're giving. Well, that's what our show is all about. You know, we talk about uh, functional medicine. You're a functional medicine uh, physician practicing in Boulder, Colorado. We we want this people to have the science and educate our listeners so they can make responsible choices about their health. This is not an infomercial. Uh, we, we, the people have been listening to our show for over 15 years. And at the end of everybody sh- at the show, they always say, you know, I always learn something. And that's what we're, we want to do is teach people to make responsible choices. So, you know, when they look at the brain health, this is very simple. Uh, uh, Niacel uh, or cell. there's some choices that you can make on a daily basis that can really protect your brain, right? Well, like I said, I, I was talking to Dr. Rudy Tonzi. I got a chance to interview him and, and actually just uh, recently published that interview. If you'd like me to send you a copy or, you know, put... That'd be great. We can post it on our website. Yeah, let you do that. And um, Dr. Tonzi basically said, you know, here's one of the top brain researchers in the world, and he said that that nicotinamide riboside, he didn't, he didn't even know that I'd been researching it. I was just asking him questions about what he does, and he said mm-hmm. his top choice was nicotinamide riboside for protecting the brain from aging, dementia, et cetera. He's, I don't think he's a football player, but I, I think he knows that you know, it doesn't take much to injure the brain. Um, and you know, he was also talking about you know, using it in a wide variety of situations. So I certainly think somebody at risk, I'd probably give them – say 500 milligrams a day 250 milligrams twice a day okay and and that's simple it's easy in a capsule yep. um any you know people always ask as, as a clinical pharmacist 
And when we start talking the benefits of so many different uh, compounds and and formulations we've come up with, they say, well, what what are the side side effects? Because it seems like everybody's so afraid of sometimes the side effects. And maybe you can help us with some of those questions. Well, I mean, you know, I've been in clinical practice for 40 years now. And one of my mottos is anybody can react to anything. Right. So I'd be lying if I said no one ever reacts to this. Um, I will say that the the number of adverse reactions that I've seen are very, very slim. Um, But anybody can have uh, an unusual reaction. You know, whenever you're changing metabolism, every every human being is a biochemical individual, right? Right. Every human being can, can have their own kind of unique reaction to it. That being said, I can't say, well, I've seen everybody get this or that or the other, right? The only the one thing I've seen, occasionally I see somebody who gets a little bit of flushing that's kind of similar to what you see with niacin. It's not nearly as, um, uh, as, as potent a flush as you see with niacin. Uh, you know, I've, I've had niacin flushes. I know what that's like. You know, red is a lobster. You itch all over. It's very unpleasant. <laughs> uh, we, we haven't really seen that with niacel um, e- even at the higher doses i don't believe i've no, seen we haven't seen it um but right. we have seen people that said they got a little bit of itching or a little bit of redness mm-hmm. you know so a much milder variety much milder version so that's what we've seen as well we've seen it as it is safe this is something that can be given to teenagers this is something that uh, we've we've done for for uh, young children we've done it in in uh, uh, sublingual drops and some of those higher doses. But I think this is such a unique compound that it should be part of everyone's uh, protocol if they're interested in the brain health. And I don't think anybody is not interested in the brain health. Wouldn't you say that? Well, I mean, (laughs) you know, I, 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 I have to say it's kind of a sad situation to see someone who develops Alzheimer's disease that's otherwise completely healthy. You know, yeah, and it's, a, it's sad. I was just talking with a patient two days ago who was, you know, the, their mom was going downhill from Alzheimer's and, you know, was in, his mother's in, like, really good shape physically. But, you know, as he's getting really forgetful and confused. And it's just a sad thing. And, you know, once that happens, it's hard to reverse. This is, I'm not going to tell you that Nyasel will reverse that. Right? Right. I'm saying right. you've got to get people who are at the earliest stages, you know, before the brain has really gotten seriously damaged. And this can help prevent progression of that. I'm going to ask you another question. It's something that uh, one of our listeners uh, sent a text on. We see, you know, the, this cascade of uh, cannabinoids that are being used, the legalization of marijuana that, you know, it has an effect in on the brain. It's just like alcohol does, but this is long, sometimes long-term. What effect does this have on the mitochondria, in your opinion? And, and this is, you know, uh, we, you can, we don't have to be, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do you, give us your opinion. Well, I, I don't think we have any research that, I, I couldn't give you an evidence-based answer. I can say that I think that, that developing brain, you know, we're talking about kids under 21 should not, do marijuana. I mean, it's really that simple, you know. And why? Because the brain is still evolving and developing. It's making more mitochondria. Um, 
you know, and it's just really susceptible to injury. Now, is that injury from the smoke and the inflammation from the smoke? I don't think we know. I think we just do, I think there's increasing data out there saying, saying that the developing brain is really susceptible to the downside of cannabinoids. Um, now, if you isolated CBD and gave that by itself, would it be different? We don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But certainly... THC and the developing brain are not a really good match. Right. Um, I think it's reasonable to assume that that's that somehow it's damaging mitochondria if it's you know if it's leading to confusion or or poor neurologic function. I think it's a very reasonable assumption, but I can't point to any data or studies, laboratory studies, animal studies that that show that. I mean, I think we've got animal studies that show that that um, that THC, you know, and those related cannabinoids um, can can cause uh, injury to the brain right. of animals, but I don't think we've got it down on a electro on a, on a on a molecular level. Right. It, it, it's it's a fragile. Your brain is a fragile organ, and I think people need just like you said, just want to take care of it, and it, it's important that we. Uh, look at it and put the nutrients in there that will protect it. And this way, if you do have these insults or whatever that is going to be, your body's going to recover instead of this cytokine just in the microglial cells and this inflammation in the brain just going haywire, right? Yep, exactly. Um, but I, I do think that there are things you can do to help it recover. As I mentioned, I think this combination of nicotinamide riboside and resveratrol um, and, and in that kind of scenario, you'd want to use a little bit more of a dose than what I mentioned for resveratrol for general metabolism, 50 to 100. When you're talking about having some kind of brain injury or head injury, then I would start bumping up that dose of resveratrol anywhere from 150 to 300. And these are, these are uh, uh, available as professional uh, supplements that we... This is something you could, we have in our store, PD Labs, or our website, healthychoicesxm.com. These are only sold to professional uh, practitioners or licensed practitioners, correct? Well, you've got to be careful what you buy out there. I mean, if you, if you get something that's, you know, sold to a licensed doc, um, then it's going to be a slightly different scenario. Very, not slightly different, a very different scenario than just right, right. buy on the Internet because, you know, it's a free-for-all out there. It's a free-for-all out there, and, and, you know, companies have very different kind of standards. Even with the GMPs and the FDA regulations, et cetera, um, you got a lot of fly-by-night companies. I mean, you know, there's money to be made, to be honest, and so if a company can sell something for a while and get away with it, then, you know, they don't really care. You want to go with a company that's that's been around for a long time, you know, that's that's well-established, that's respected by doctors, it's got a good name, um, because that company has got a lot invested in making sure that what it says on the label is what's in the capsule. Exactly, and they stand behind it, they're doing research with it, and also the other thing is chain of custody. Yep. It, we find out many times, I tell people, I don't care if you're buying it on the Internet, you don't know where it's stored. I think all, I mean, as a pharmacy, we have to keep everything within a certain time frame, but, or excuse me, temperature range. So anyway, that's important. Well, Dr. Roundtree, we're going to have to, uh, uh, going to have to take a break or take a break for and end our show. We'd like to see if, uh, you can give us your, your contact information for our listeners before we, uh, we run out of time. Um, well, I'm, I'm, you can be, you can reach my office at Boulder Wellcare in Boulder, Colorado. 
um, and the, the phone number there, and that's that's for people, if, you know, somebody wanted to make an appointment to see me, uh, be 303-443-9590. Well, great. Well, Dr. Roundtree, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We're going to put all this information on our website, healthychoicesxm.com, and, and we will hope to have you back again because this is uh, brain health is one of our cornerstones for our show and we, we can't thank you enough for taking your time today. It's always a pleasure, Rick. Okay, thanks a lot. And next week, we're going to have another great show. They're talking about the ketogenic diet. Dr. Anthony Capasso is going to join us on the keto lean and how this is going to be helpful for your brain. So get back next week on Healthy Choices XM.